The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. She's like paving the way for like other women to do what she's done. Just seeing her in person is so surreal. Hashtag Taylor Swift with more than 100 billion views on TikTok. And the 12-time Grammy winner is more than just a powerhouse performer, enchanting fans with 40-plus songs from her life's work. She's also an economic force that is even world leaders requesting their own era's tour stops. Swift's sold-out shows draw hundreds of thousands of fans, each spending an estimated $1,300, which means the U.S. tour could generate $4.6 billion in consumer spending, according to the Common Sense Institute. That's more than the GDPs of Granada, Belize, and Tonga combined. May was the strongest month for hotel revenue in Philadelphia since the onset of the pandemic, citing Taylor Swift specifically. Her impact, earth-shaking, dancing fans generating seismic activity during her concerts in Seattle. Economics analyst Mara Klonig, a Swifty herself. This is an unprecedented moment. She's a, a kind of like a once-in-a-generation type of artist. I would almost compare it to the Beatles, and she's got something special about her that her fans really resonate with, and they're willing to kind of go all out to make this just like a once-in-a-lifetime experience. A once-in-a-lifetime experience. Well, uh, singer-songwriter Taylor Swift seems to have reached a new pinnacle in the power of celebrity, uh, not because of what you've just heard, but because a new survey has found that 30% of Americans under 35 say they'd be more likely to back a presidential candidate that Taylor Swift supports. Uh, She's also influenced the jump in viewership of the American Football League since her relationship with Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey was announced. But where does this power come from? I'm joined by the host of the Flop Culture podcast, Fanula Jones. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I, I'm very well. Now, <laughs> the latest thing, uh, which is uh, preoccupying not just social media sites, but mainstream television uh, programs, is will she get to the Super Bowl final if he makes it? Because she's in Japan. Will she get to the Super Bowl? That is the eternal question. Yeah, she's embarking on the next leg of the Eras tour, this monumental, never-before-seen tour. Probably going to be the highest-grossing concert tour of all time, the way it's going. It's made her a billionaire. She's due to kick off this second leg that is taking part in Asia, Australia, and eventually coming to Europe and here. But I'm pretty sure the dates line up that she's in Japan. So she would have to get like a 12 hour flight back to make it to Vegas and then go straight on to Australia for the next date. It's bonkers. But Taylor Swift has jets. Taylor Swift has a fleet of jets. She'll be fine. I think she's going to, mm. she's like Hermione and Harry Potter with the time turner. She's she's going to make this okay, work, I think. I mean, they, they were showing maps and time zones and all that on television. Everyone preoccupied. Could she make it or not? I I mean, it is bonkers. It's bonkers. There's a lot of investment in this relationship. There's a lot of investment in her herself, I think. You only have to look at the Swifty fandom and the investment they put into her and her relationships. She's been so public in the support of Travis Kelsey at all the games and stuff like that. So it's kind of not surprising. I mean, people are constantly tracking her every movement wherever she's going. She's constantly in the news and that may have something Mm. to do with her... uh, celebrity power, I suppose. Most recently, even the White House making a comment about the deep fakes of Taylor Swift. Yes, absolutely. That's a really serious story, I have to say. The AI images that are being circulated about her, I think that's going to bring like a wave of legislation. Again, only something that she can do, this power that she yields. And again, the White House, I think, will be kind of 
how do we say, like, they're really trying to bring her into the fold with this election. She's generally very quiet on political issues. She's spoken out on some things, but I know the Biden campaign is looking to secure her, uh, an endorsement for 2024 because, as you said, this influence she has over young people, over voters, it is nuts. I think people like to kind of explain this away and say, surely she can't have that much power. She does. And it's, I love her, but it's scary the amount of power she wields. Mm. Now, over the years, as she's been uh, in the the headlines for all sorts of fairly positive reasons. Mm. I mean, when she was shafted by her manager, Mm. she decides, I'll re-record my back catalogue. And the fans love that. Yeah, and that was really, that was like new territory. for It's it's definitely been done before, but that was new territory for her. And that was a big risk, you know what I mean? She was number one in the world. Anything less than number one again would have been a failure. But this re-recording campaign has been nothing short of a critical and commercial slam dunk. You're talking about Red, the re-recorded version, ended up being the most streamed album, I think, for a female artist. 1989, the re-recorded version, ended up selling 1.6 million copies globally. Again, these are re-recorded versions of albums that already exist. It's bonkers. Now, did she patch up her differences with Apple Music and with Spotify? This is the thing as well. I think you need to look back to 2014 when she was having rows with the streamers. You know, this is someone who is constantly changing industries, including the streaming industry, had previously had big issues with Apple Music because at the time they were offering, I think it was a three month trial for users to use the service. But that ultimately meant that no money was going to the artists. Taylor Swift said, OK, hang on, that's not really fair on artists. I'm going to withhold 1989, the original version that was coming out at that time. Huge hype around it until this has changed. Apple Music snapped their fingers and it was done. Like, she can change industries, but it's also, like, she is an industry in itself. She's also helped the resurgence of vinyl. Oh my God, the vinyl variants. This is a a controversial topic, I will say. She's very well known for putting out different variants of an album uh, on vinyl. So, like, might be a different colour. There might be a bonus track or whatever. So it's caused this massive surge in vinyl sales from uh, from an audience who generally wouldn't be vinyl buyers, I suppose. You're having people, people my age, people younger, who are scrambling to get these variations who are generally a streaming audience. Like, it's... It's crazy. It's I'm obsessed with her and I'm obsessed with her brain. But. Now, the, the, there was one thing which I thought was uh, very brave and that was, uh, there was this guy called David Muller, a former DJ. He filed a defamation against her. He alleged that she had wrongfully terminated him uh, following an incident in 2013 when he allegedly groped her. Now, there's a picture of the, the alleged grope yeah, anyway. Yeah. So she decides to sue him back for a dollar. Yes. And wins. It's just, again, she's really been a voice for women in a lot of ways, in a lot of positive ways. Her joining this movement, this Me Too movement. And look, again, you know, you had people arguing at the time, can you con- like consider that uh, sexual harassment and stuff? There's a photo, as you said, his hand is up her skirt. And it wasn't about money for her. It was about, you know, I want to stand up for women who are in a similar position, who have much less yeah. power than me to say, this stuff isn't okay. I will speak for you. I can be your voice. Yeah. And at the end of the case, uh, she won her dollar, mm. but she went over to your man and, and said, I wish you well in the rest of yeah, your life. Exactly. You know, like she's she, just. She, she wasn't gloating, but she just kind of said, Look, you did wrong. No, I think she has, I think she has very strong principles about certain things. In other areas, I do wish she was more vocal, certainly. But again, yeah, I think it was that point of. I want to stand up for myself and I want to stand up for women who've been in similar situations Mm. but again don't feel they have the voice to speak out. Uh, One of my uh, texters I think who doesn't like uh, the way we approach Donald Trump says hopefully she turns out to be a Trump supporter. 
uh, says that texter. Well, she's unlikely to be, given his attitude towards grabbing women uh, in yes. certain places. So. And she's also very, like kind of spoken out about Trump, like her documentary, Miss Americana on Netflix. I mean, there was a whole scene there where she was, because during the 2016 election, she kind of went to ground. She didn't come out and say anything. And obviously we know how that election went. And that seems to be a point of real consternation for her. And um, Trump has also said that he he likes Taylor Swift's music 25% less because she's endorsed the Democrats. She hasn't really said anything about Biden yet this election season, but I would imagine, I'm not sure if she'll give a really strong endorsement, but I think she'll she'll hint, she'll give something, she'll breadcrumb. Uh, this uh, text here, I'm in my 40s, travelled to Nashville last May to the Taylor Swift Eras tour with my niece Ruth, who's in her 20s. Jealous. We're going to the tour in Lisbon this May, Dublin in June and London in August. Taylor Swift is influencing across the generations. She speaks to and represents women of all ages, uh, taking on the patriarchy mm. and winning a fantastic role model. Now, she took on the patriarchy really within the NFL because the lads are not that uh, enamoured of Taylor Swift getting all the attention and even, you know, the, the, the camera work and the production work yeah. focuses on her when she's present. Yeah. And the lads want the football, they don't want Taylor. The lads want the football and they don't want Taylor. And look, my argument there is, is it not great that she's bringing all these new eyes to a sport that you say you love, that you're really invested in, like these teams that you would like go to battle for? You know, she's bringing... I think it's in the millions now that people are tuning into these NFL games just to see. And again, obviously there's a faction that want to see her, but I'm seeing online Swifties who are now very much invested in this Super Bowl game that's coming up. You look at Travis Kelsey's jersey sales, like going up 400% just because they're together. Yeah. Yes, it's a bit nuts, but again, it goes back to that thing. If you're into the sport, surely this is a good thing. Are we close to Taylor saturation? I hate to say it, but I think potentially so like this is you're talking about a once in a generation artist I think this is once in a century just when she was at her peak she seems to be climbing higher and higher and higher and regretfully what goes up must come down and you're seeing the kind of lethargy with the football bros at her turning up to the games and stuff and people being a bit cross about that and I don't know I think while the re-recording campaign has been a massive success commercially and critically I do think it's potentially uh, affecting her original work so we'll see I'm not wishing it upon her but I think the tide has to turn at some point. It always does with celebrities. Fanula Jones, host of the Flop Culture Podcast. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.